welcome horror fans to the horror arena here our horror experts represent horror legends in a formal debate to determine who would win in the ultimate showdown for horror supremacy i'm your ring host eugene and this is bloodbath we'd like to extend a huge welcome to our patron special guest judges bloodbath Ooh. judges boomer and travis wonderful Hey guys. Welcome. Take it away, ring announcer. Get ready for a brutally obsessive throwdown straight from the heart of Hell's Airbnb when these diabolically punishing publicans face off in the ring. In this corner, represented by current champion Angela, standing five foot three and weighing in at 215 pounds. She's a celebrity obsessing homicidal host with a serial killer smile, the biggest and last fan you'll ever have, Annie Wilkes. And in this corner, represented by the challenger Johnny O, standing six foot one and weighing in at 179 pounds, his friendly managerial facade hides the heart of the ultimate mama's boy. Where does he end and her murderous rage begin? Who knows? It's Norman Bates. May the most criminally cool codependent cockadoodie innkeeper win. The official time and rule keeper for our debate will be Weekend Horror host Aaron. Thank you, Eugene. Combatants, I want an obsessively orderly fight. Anything available as a possible weapon and avoid the upstairs bedroom. Each debater will have one minute to present their opening statement. Then each will have three minutes to present their three best points. They will then get three minutes each to rebut the points from their opponent. Then each will get one minute for their closing statements. As the last official debate winner, Angela will call the coin toss in the air. Winner of the toss determines the lead. Tails never fails. And the fix is in. I never win these. Oh, she says. No, I, this is the first one I've won. I won Tails. it. I guess Johnny's going first. Oh. <laughs> you ain't scared. <laughs> well, I've gone first the last couple times, so go for it. Fair enough. Time will commence when you begin speaking. You have one minute. All right, welcome to the show. My opponent will most assuredly prove to be a difficult adversary. Annie Wilkes is a seemingly sweet woman with a dark history. Born from the mind of Stephen King, Wilkes is a fictional form of Stephen King's greatest fan, who's done no harm to no one. Super scary, that one. Now let's take a look at Norman Bates. Based on serial killer Ed Gain, Norman Bates is the true terror of the stranded motorist. Annie Wilkes, please. Don't you go bake me a cake, Karen. And I yield. Okay, Angela, your one-minute opening. In a small, snowy town resides Annie Wilkes. She's a nurse, a great nurse. In fact, she's such a great nurse that she will treat you for problems you didn't know you needed treatment for. Come to her remote home and stay a while. She loves... She loves hard and she loves fast. She just wants what is best for you because she's your number one fan. Are you? Okay, Johnny, you have three minutes to state your three points. What kind of hotel is this? Ed Gain, I'm sorry, I mean Norman Bates, is as cunning as he is charming. His seemingly innocent and boyish charm quickly diffuses anyone who chooses to make her final stay at his hotel. 
The affable Wilkes, upon arrival at the Bates Motel, will quickly fall for Bates's charm. Bates also has more guile than that of Wilkes. Yes, Annie can perform under pressure. However, she lacks the ability to hide her true identity in order to keep the ruse. Too quickly, Bates would uncover the true danger that Wilkes is. This lack of effective disguise will lead to her demise. And finally, Wilkes couldn't even best an injured man in a wheelchair who'd been hobbled. How is she to fare against an enemy that doesn't even know that she doesn't even know exists? Yes, Wilkes is a terribly frightening neighbor who you wouldn't want babysitting your infant child. But what she doesn't, <clears throat> but she doesn't hold a cockadoodie candle to the master of motherly disguise, the spreader of chocolate sauce blood, and the one who brought out the original Scream Queen. And I yield my time. Okay, Angela, you have three minutes to state your three points. Okay, well, first of all, Annie Wilkes is a nurse, a longtime nurse. She also has a long list of accusations against her. She was tried for several patients of hers that had mysterious deaths, including children. However, she was able to keep her freedom because there was just never enough evidence against her. This means that she's not only skilled at killing, she's skilled at covering her tracks when she does so. This also gives her the knowledge of drugs and medications that can be used against you to make you vulnerable. And as my opponent stated, yes, she does act well under pressure. Her being a nurse has uh, allowed her to become more and more comfortable with um, acts of emergency. It's no secret that our dear Annie Wilkes is a little bipolar. When she loves you, she loves you so hard. And everything she has is yours. You are elevated above all others. However, this can turn very quickly if you say the wrong thing, use a curse word, and then she can change gears without blinking. One moment, you're the most wonderful thing. Next, she's breaking your ankles because you didn't appreciate all that she's done for you. She's also very quick to use a needle on you. We saw her use this move several times. Whenever she just gets a, a tickle of something hinky about to go down, sh there you are with a needle in your neck when you didn't even realize it was coming. Dexter style. And I yield. Okay, Johnny O, you have three minutes for your rebuttal. Interesting that you bring up all of her mysterious deaths whilst being a nurse, meaning that the only way she can get the upper hand on her opponent is if they come to her already injured, something that Norman Bates won't do. He's not injured, he's the one causing the injuries. Annie Wilkes and her needles. He's got Madison. Bipolar. Did you really want to compare mental issues between the two of these? Yes, I'm Annie Wilkes. Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm really sad because of the rain. Norman Bates doesn't even know he's his mother. Change on a dime. Give me a break. Norman Bates still thinks the woman that's doing the killing is in the window above him. <sighs> poor, poor Annie doesn't even again she couldn't best a man with no feet how is she going to manage to do any kind of harm to not only norman bates but norma bates as well get out of here to go take yourself to the cock of duty whatever the hell and do your little penguin dance better time spent than trying to hurt norman bates i yield 
All right, Angela, three minutes for your rebuttal. Okay, look, Annie is not Norman's type, okay? She's a little bit more mature than he's used to. He usually goes for those uh, young things that his mommy's like, kill them. Oh, she's bad for you, that harlot. No, Annie only wants what's best for you. So Norman wouldn't even think about going after her. Annie would see her as a special person that just needs some of her help, you know? And uh, not to mention Annie is also super paranoid and she does pay uh, attention to those little things. Like if something isn't quite right, she picks up on it and she would pick up on Norman being um, an insane mommy's boy and she would simply try to cure him. She would stab him with a needle, tie him down, force him to drink soap until she gets rid of his mommy issues. Okay. So not to mention Annie is way more unpredictable than Norman. Okay. You have no idea what's going to set her off. Norman has to become his mother before he kills. Okay. Annie, she's the one doing all of it. Okay. So if you say one wrong thing to her, you turn your back, you're done. She's also very skilled in uh, psychological torture. So even if you manage to get away from her, she's haunting your dreams and you're going to see her for the rest of your life. I yield. All right, Johnny, you now have one minute for a closing statement. First, I want to thank my opponent for attempting to convince the world that Karen is anything more than a nuisance visiting a bookstore yelling about Paul Sheldon. We all know that the true villain of the stranded motorist, Norman Bates, is far deadlier with his knife than Wilkes is with her syringe. Make no mistake, Norman Bates had three films to solidify himself as a real deal, whereas Wilkes met her demise after a minor scuffle with a fiction writer with terrible endings. This time, the terrible ending happens for Annie Wilkes as she succumbs to the cunning wrath of Norman Bates. And I yield. Okay, Angela, and one minute for a closing statement. Annie Wilkes is a skilled killer and nurse. She is super aware, intelligent, and always a step ahead. She's unpredictable. You'll have a very difficult time getting the drop on her. She's also your biggest fan and you better appreciate her. You cock of duty. The end. All right, you two. Piss off while we make a decision. <laughs> Better appreciate her, Mr. Man. <laughs> All right, so we've heard our combatants' arguments. So let's go around, starting with Travis. Who do you oh. think takes this fight? It's a well, close one. They're very close. I can get that. Yes, any Wilkes and uh, Norm Bates are the true psycho killers. Well, if you call them, but but I know that some of the Annie Wilkes fans will have will hate me for saying this. But in my in my own opinion, in my psychology idea of psychology, I think Norman Bates is the winner right here. Now, before anyone goes and comments and put their pitches with their torches and pitchforks, let me explain. What the reason I thought about why Norman Bates is the best psycho killer? Well, because yes, his boyish charms really do captivate women, but in a sense, in psychology terms, he seems 
way normal than any, you know? Because Annie Wilkes, you knew, you know what, sh she's crazy, huh? I mean, even the sense of the feel of Annie Wilkes before you know that she's doing all this to the writer. Huh? But with Norman Bates, oh boy, um, he's, he seems so normal. Huh? And so he, and with that normalcy uh, that Norman Bates always have, you never knew he could be a killer huh? at the first place until towards the end of Psycho. Huh? So, um, because deep down, he really kind of have mental issues, but he hides it so well uh, from any from any women uh, that it comes to his place. Uh, and Annie, well, she's always been crazy like that. Uh, so, yeah, there's no use hiding that Annie Wilkes cannot really hide her psychoness while Norman Bates does it so well. And in a term... Uh, and and a lot and a famous line, a boy's best friend is his mother, uh, and that's what the dangerous about people like that, because you never knew they could be psycho killers in the first place. Norman Bates is a perfect example. Uh, so, uh, yeah, after all that, I will go with Norman Bates because of his norm, <laughs> because of his normalcy uh, attitude. Okay, we got one for Norman, uh, Boomer. Well, there's two. There's two different schools of thought. <laughs> are we are we talking about how well they would be at killing each other or killing a different person? Killing each other. Because I feel like killing each other. Okay. Because yeah. I was gonna say if if it comes to killing like a random person, I would probably give it to uh, the the nurse. <laughs> I mean, she has all the tools and equipment to basically sedate you. But with with Norman, I think she he just physically overpowers her. I don't. I don't see a situation in which she can actually use any of her medical equipment to date him, break his legs, kill someone. I mean, she's only really killing people who are pre-injured. She's kind of being given softballs most of the time. And as far as I am aware, the Norman Bates did not have that. So I'm going to give it to him. Okay. So you got two for Norman. Aaron, what do you think? Uh, initially, I thought Norman as well, but then I'm kind of siding towards uh, Annie just because the things that she mentioned about the fact that she's perceptive about other people. Um, she didn't say it in so many words, but basically she's beguiling in her personality. Um, so it, it does give her more of a chance to kind of knock his ass out before he can do anything. And with Norman... I mean, it's a matter of a trigger. It's it, it may be a split-second change to a degree, but something's got to trigger it. Um, whereas she's just crazy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do they both know that they're about to fight each other and who they're fighting? Oh, we can assume so. Okay, then, yeah, I'm keeping my vote. <laughs> I was about to say, if they don't know and they have to, like, pick up on who it is, I mean, maybe it changes. Yeah. I'm going to keep my vote. All right, so Aaron's got one for Annie. Yep. Okay. Eugene, where do you fall? I honestly, I have to go with Norman on this one. And the reason is, and I try to base solely on just arguments presented, not bringing any outside information. If they don't bring it up, then I don't have that affect my decision. Mm-hmm. So the reason is is that Johnny brought up an excellent point of most of her victims have been – um they've been injured 
on it versus Norman who has killed people who are very, very lively. So just on that basis alone, the two of them fighting together, we haven't seen her in action, but we've seen him in action, and he has a pretty excellent track record at that action. So I got to go Norman on this one. Got to go Norman? Yeah. All right. Well, that's three votes for Norman. So, uh, But uh, I have to say I was going to vote for Annie myself, and that is because Angela brought up a really, really excellent point, and that is um, Norman... It, uh, for for Norman's uh, psychopathy to take effect, it re- does require a trigger, and so and typically the trigger is young beautiful women because the presence of y- of beautiful of young beautiful women is what triggers the Norma persona as to them trying to steal Norman away from her, and so that's what brings it out, which is why whenever Norman is is sexually aroused, that's when the norm the Norma persona comes out, and so Norman requires that trigger in order to become a killer. And otherwise, he's just kind of a nebbish kind of like mama's boy. And Annie is like, um, like Aaron brought, brought up, is crazy 24-7. And so the problem with Annie is that Annie is so paranoid from her borderline personality disorder that, you know, that Angela was talking about, oh, that bipolar and that borderline personality disorder, um, is that Annie will constantly be looking for an excuse or a reason in order to wrest control over the person that's around her. So where they're both kind of ambush predators, where Annie will ambush people who are already in a weakened position, or and Norman does the same. Norman will ambush people from behind. He'll ambush people when they're at their weakest, when they're in the shower, or when they're unsuspecting. None of them are just straight, like, go-forward homicidal maniacs. But Annie would be more apt to get the drop on Norman when Norman is not triggered, because there's nothing about Annie that would trigger Norman. She's she's not a young beautiful woman. She's past middle age. She's uh, uh, well overweight and Are very you saying very... she isn't young and beautiful. Wow. Right. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> so, well, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing bad. about if the two of them met one of. There's nothing about her that would uh, that would set Norman off. Not physically. Norman would see her and just see her as another person. Just like when Norman is interacting with people at the diner that he was working at when he was released in Psycho Two, the only person that set him off was Meg Tilly's character. So it's always young, beautiful, attractive women that set off the Norma persona. And unfortunately, uh, there's nothing about Annie that would do that to him. So that, giving that there's no triggers around it, it's just the two of them, Annie would be, be able to get the drop on Norman before he switched to the more homicidal rage of the Norma persona. So that gives, gives, that gives I think in my eyes, that gives Annie the, uh, the edge because she's always looking for an opportunity in order to take advantage of those around her. So, like, she takes advantage of those who are weaker, yes. And in that, I'm always crazy, and you're kind of a mama boy state, and you haven't switched to it. She, uh, Norman would be the weaker one in that respect when the two of them go, because Annie's always calculating and always in the manipulative state of mind. Norman, however, is not. He requires a trigger in order to get there. Um, that would just be my take. So, but unfortunately... Uh, my vote doesn't matter because uh, Norman's already got three votes uh, for it, so that's three to two for Norman Bates. Um, I, ju- I just gotta say we need to cancel JL. He's saying that a woman is not beautiful. You know, it's you know, whoa. Ha ha ha! I'm, <laughs> saying, <laughs> I'm saying Annie Wilkes is not beautiful, and Stephen King makes that very apparent in the novel that she is not attractive by any by any stretch of the That's imagination. So offensive! Wow. Even wow. Kathy Bates said. 
said something about saying. to that effect because she was surprised she got a part because she was older and not your average uh, Hollywood beauty. So I think Kathy Bates, now she's comfortable with herself as attested wow, to by the nude hot chauvinist. tub scene. But <laughs> you guys are, su are such chauvinists. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's say we bring him back so we can announce our verdict. We'll Johnny. Johnny. Is he asleep? <laughs> you know, on that, I'm just going to give it to Angela. Come on. <laughs> Oh, internet connection's dragging no. ass tonight. What's going on? All right, so our our, our judges have uh, conferred with one another. We've got everybody's opinions in, and while both combatants are fairly close, um, a lot of things that give them uh, that could potentially give them the edge in particular scenarios, um, one of you had to be chosen to be the winner. So one of you had to take the edge, and in a vote. Of three to two, the winner of this one, of this bloodbath, of bloodbath number 33, goes to Norman Bates. <gasps> what? <laughs> See, I, I feel like it's, it's because he called me a Karen so much, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it just depends on whether or not they're starting the fight knowing they're about to kill each other or be given a situation or be if they're better at killing people rather than killing each other. There's a lot I of think situational. That's what it came down to. Yeah. Yeah. The way they're the... both like Bloodbath is not designed for people who sneak around and skulk. It really doesn't <laughs> so, so 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 Boomer's got a point, and that, that was part of my point, is that both of them are opportunistic predators. Um you don't they're not like rage across the countryside homicidal maniacs, like look you know, hunting victims and shit. They're not your your typical slasher. So they're both they both need victims to come to them instead of going and hunting for people. So the difference was that my argument was that you know it was like I saw the Annie the Annie side of it that Norman needs a trigger to get there, and there's nothing about Annie that triggers Norman. So I would say that Annie would have the edge. But there the argument was made that the it was a fairly strong argument that the difference between the two is that Norman has the capacity to handle himself regarding any situation in that he's so shut down when he's in the Norma when he's in the when he's Norman he's so shut down that he poses no threat. And that's what makes him dangerous is because he just comes off as this nebbish little guy that you would never anticipate anything. Like, he's so disarming that when he switches to the Nor the Norma persona, that's when it becomes, is it, and it's usually a homicidal rage where it's snap and it's just like, boom, he's like, you know, it, it's there. So that all in all, that while both of them are intensely dangerous, Norman does hold the edge just because... Um, he's, he's, so disar theory. he's so disarming. He's so disarming. JL also said that she, um, she wasn't beautiful enough to trigger him. I mean, wow. I just said that. Yeah, I just I just no, said it again. I, I agree, though, There's... because his, he's got a type. You gotta and let he's me not the typical JL type. Funny. Yeah, it's young. It's young, beautiful women that set nor that set the Norma persona off because they're yeah. threats to her. But you also have you to remember let that. Me cancel him. Nothing, uh, nothing about Norman would set Annie out because he was particularly polite, welcoming. He, yeah, no, that would. Well, <laughs> be my I just, on... I just went to be like, you're such a sweet boy. Both... Oh my gosh, you're my, I'm your biggest fan. What's, what's yeah, up, see, I... My thoughts on that though is that would make him more like people that earn her pity. He's more likely to kill them. So like this little like 
Ah, yes. Because she is, she is effectively, she was an angel of death. Person. Yeah, yeah, she was. She I would, oh, she's a Because she was an angel of death. That, that was in front of each other. Or she was a mercy killer, is what she was. That she was killing, like killing infants and killing uh, her patients. Um, long, really you know, and... she, yeah, she has a very long body count. But going, no, going, I, going, I still terrible. think like huh? it depends on what the situation is, doesn't it? It, it depends on the situation. It like, can't, if you're just going to stick them in front of each other and say, kill the other person, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a lot simpler. I give it to Andy Wilkes, because, like, he's got to have time to turn it on and get a knife. She just <laughs> fucking bite him, probably. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's always, he's always got drugs in her pocket. If you, know? you give him time to prep, then... Yeah, I I was looking to get on his best dress and his sharpest knife. (laughs) (laughs) I still think I I think I said this to JL before, but you should do two different versions of Hannibal Lecter and have them fight. Oh, that would would be funny. All right, I would definitely take the one from Hannibal. So, congratulations to uh, Johnny O for taking the win with uh, Norman Bates. That means Johnny O goes on to. uh, bloodbath number thirty-three, and unfortunately, Angela's streak comes to an end. But uh, a, I peaked a, at Robert the Tire, my favorite. A, th- <laughs> uh, a three-win streak is not bad, not bad at all for having just jumped in. All right, technically, so it'll be Alex if we can secure him. If not, I don't know. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, a huge I'm giant going. thank you to Travis and Boomer. Thanks for hanging out and uh, being our special guest judges tonight. You're welcome. And let me go to sleep, y'all. You dragged me out here for this. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Thanks again, y'all. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. And that, Horror Fiends, concludes another glorious bloodbath debate. A huge thank you to our special guest patron judges for joining us. Let us know in the comments or at weekendhorror at gmail.com if you agree or disagree with the results. Stay tuned for when we announce our next two combatants. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next month.